Part three, chapter twenty three of A Vital Question or What is to be done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five, and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part three, Marriage and Second Love, chapter twenty three the renewal of kirsdnof's frequent visits could be explained very naturally five months he had been interrupted in his occupations and he had accumulated a great deal of work and so it took him a month and a half to sit down at it not straightening his back now he had finished his neglected work and he was more at liberty in the use of his time this was so clear that there was hardly any need of explaining it in fact it was plain and all right and did not arouse any suspicion in vira pavlovna's mind and on the other hand kirsdnof played his part with the same undoubted artistic skill as before he was afraid that when he called at the lopukhovs after his scientific conversation with his friend he would lose his grip he would either blush from excitement at seeing vira pavlovna for the first time or would very noticeably avoid looking at her or do something of the kind but no he stood firm and he had full right to feel satisfied from the moment that he met her a pleasant friendly smile such as is natural in a person who is glad to get back among old friends from whom he had been obliged to be absent for some time a calm glance a frank and unconcerned flow of speech such as is natural to a person who has no other thoughts in his mind beyond those he fearlessly speaks if you had been the most ill-tempered gossiping old woman on the lookout to find something out of the way you could not have found in him anything except a man who seems very glad that he can pleasantly kill a leisure evening in the society of his good friends and if the first moment was so well accomplished what prevented him from spending the rest of the evening just as well and if he succeeded in spending the first evening so well then was it hard for him to spend the evenings to come in the same way not a single word which was not free and natural not one look which was not hearty and simple straightforward and friendly and that was all there was of it but if he behaved himself no worse than of old yet the eyes which were bent upon him were inclined to notice every action which no other eyes would have perceived yes no other eyes would have seen anything lopukhov himself whom marya alexievna acknowledged to be born for a monopolist was surprised at the self-possession which did not for one moment desert kirsdnof and as a theorist he derived great pleasure from such observations contrary to the will of those who interested him by the psychological peculiarity of this phenomenon viewed from a scientific standpoint but the visitor did not prophesy in vain when she compelled vira pavlovna to read her diary eyes become too sharp when such a visitor whispers in your ear but even these eyes could see nothing but still the visitor whispered is it impossible to find something here even though there is nothing to be seen as i myself perceive but still we will try to see and the eyes tried to peer and though they saw nothing yet the very fact that the eyes tried to see was sufficient for them to observe that there was something peculiar here for instance vira pavlovna is going with her husband and kirsdnof to their regular weekly evening which happens to be at the Mertsalovs why doesn't kirsdnof waltz at this unceremonious party when even lopukhov waltzes because a general rule has been made if you are an old man of threescore years and ten 
and have found your way hither then you must play the fool together with the others for here nobody looks at anybody else everybody has one and the same idea about it the more noise the more stir the better and that is equivalent to saying the more enjoyment for all then why does not kirsdnof waltz well he has begun to waltz but why did it take him several minutes to make up his mind was it worth while to spend several minutes in thinking whether to begin or not to begin such a very important matter if he had not waltzed the thing would have been half revealed here if he had waltzed but had not waltzed with vira pavlovna the thing would have been completely revealed here but he was too clever an artist in his part he did not want to waltz with vira pavlovna but he soon perceived that this would be noticed and so after a short hesitation which apparently bore no relation to vira pavlovna or anybody else in the world he asked her to dance there remained in her memory a slight a very slight wonderment which in itself she would not have noticed notwithstanding the whisper of the visitor songstress had not the visitor whispered a numberless quantity of just such little insignificant questions why for instance after they return from the Mertzelofs, when they make an appointment to go to the opera i puritani on the next evening and when vira pavlovna says to her husband milenki you don't like this opera you will be bored i will go with alexander matvitch for he likes all the operas and i believe that if you or i had written an opera he would like it why didn't kirsdnof uphold vira pavlovna's suggestion and say really dmitri i am not going to get a ticket for you why was this the fact that milenki goes along also this by itself would not have aroused any wonderment for he escorts his wife everywhere since she had once asked him to devote more time to me she said since that time he had never forgotten it consequently there is nothing strange in his going with her it simply shows always one and the same thing that he is kind and complacent and that she ought to love him that is true but kirsdnof does not know this reason and so why doesn't he support vira pavlovna in her suggestion of course these trifles are almost unnoticeable and vira pavlovna scarcely gives them a passing thought but these unnoticeable little grains of sand keep falling on the pan of the scales though they were almost invisible for example a conversation like the following is not a little grain of sand but a small pebble on the next day as they were going to the opera in an izvoshik's carriage this was less expensive than two izvoshiks among other things they said several words about the mertsalovs where they had been the evening before they praised their harmonious life they remarked that this was a rare thing they all said this including kirsdnof who added yes this alone is a good thing in mertsalov that his wife dares tell him all the secrets of her soul that was all that kirsdnof said and each one of the three thought of saying the same thing but it happened that kirsdnof alone said it but why did he say it what does it signify if it contained an insinuation what could it mean it would be in praise of lopukhov it would be in favour of vira pavlovna's happiness with lopukhov of course this could have been said with reference to no one else except the mertsalovs and if it could be supposed that he thought of the lopukhovs together with the mertsalovs then of course it would show that it was directly for vira pavlovna but what was his purpose in saying it it always happens so that if a person has an inclination to look for something he everywhere finds what he is looking for even let there be not the slightest sign of it still he sees the sign manifestly let there be no shadow but he not only finds the shadow of what he expects to find but the whole substance of what he is looking for 
with the most unmistakable features and these features at every fresh thought become more clear and here besides everything else there was really a very substantial fact which hid in itself a very complete solution of the matter it is clear that kirsdnof respects the lopukhovs then why did he keep aloof from them for more than two years it is clear that he is a thorough gentleman how did it happen that he appeared before them in the character of a boor as long as vira pavlovna was not called upon to think about this she did not think about it any more than lopukhov had done but now she thinks about it in spite of herself end of part three chapter twenty three recording by expatriate in bangor maine